BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Back to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> what up? I am in studio. I'll tell you what, man. I was talking to Austin during the break. Traffic getting down here at 5 o'clock. Damn. I don't know who's the, the light operator. They were playing <laughs> stop and go. They got it out for you? Yeah. Usually, I mean, I've been... When I've came down here in the morning or going or going other places, I, you know you can see the lights. That I've had all... I was like, oh, this is... Cake. It wasn't time. It was rush hour. It didn't work out well. So normally, or from here on out, obviously uh, Thursdays I'll be streaming in. Uh, tomorrow, well, uh, a lot of stuff after tonight. Cluster or stricken cluster, WTF, and then tomorrow, me and Nick Nicholas are calling the Lincoln East against Elkhorn South game. Should be pretty Ooh, good. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah I think it's Styles make fights. Elkhorn's mm-hmm. going to be try to be physical. Lincoln East has. A couple of guys that can erase your advantage there. So if Lincoln East play defense plays good, they got a chance. So, uh, and plus it's the playoffs. You just never know. So, um, anyways, big news from the Big Ten schedule. I know you guys talked about it. Interesting. You know, you get a pretty cool uh, California trip for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think in November sixteenth or something like that, right? Or was it, is, is it middle? Yeah, sixteenth. Yeah, you yeah. go out there. Yep. So and then they play UCLA pretty early at home, and then uh, I guess some other games like that. So I think it's a good schedule for Nebraska. I think Oregon has the hardest schedule out of all of the teams. They play Ohio State, Michigan. They got Washington at home. Now, obviously, if Washington has to be able to replicate what they did, you know, this year. But th- those are two. You, you're playing the two bell cows. For my money, it's USC. They have Michigan on the road, Wisconsin, Penn State, Washington. Yeah, yeah. And, it tough. just kind of depends on Wisconsin. But you got to think you. Oregon has a pretty tough, but you know, it is what it is. And that's part of when you join the big 10, it'll be interesting to see how logistics works. I think, you know, um, universities are going to have to, you know, make some concessions. Right. So you think Mm -hmm. like you're going to have to like have a buddy system, you know, if you travel together, you know, split the costs, it'll make the, the, the merge and the new TV contract worth it. But then also I think the, the ability to have a safe place to have another set of equipment to go out West. I think you need to have that, and also East. So I think that could be a something you could do, and that's what you have to do in this situation because even in the future, if they go to two power conferences, it will need a facility or facilities to do so, Right. period. So Are you saying just like like a storage facility? Storage facility, sort of like yeah. a highly secure storage storage mm-hmm. facility, and, you, and, you, and it has to be secure because you don't want an advantage of, oh, we don't have any pads. Right. You know, or something like that. So 
lot, lot to be had. It'll be interesting how other sports, uh, you know, do it. Basketball and stuff like that. I think they could look. You know, if I was basketball, no, I'm not. Look, the Big Ten commissioner got what we're going to get into has a lot more on his plate than scheduling. <laughs> but he's going to have to meet, and, and he has people to schedule. The best way I could think to replicate a conference that's done it well basketball wise when, with the through expansion is the Big East. Yes. And now look, and also it could help football, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas Big East is their money maker, that's their seller. The travel, the logistics, how they do it has been impeccable. Big Ten could do that. Then also that would be more sellable for teams to join in the future because it would be kind of rinse and repeat. Curious to see who handles it better, the Big Ten or the Big 12. I mean, the Big 12's going from (laughs) Orlando to Arizona. Morgantown's in the middle of nowhere. Provo for for BYU. Curious to see if the Big 12 figures it out first or if the Big Ten does. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It doesn't change the the divisions. Right. So... You know, look, everybody's going to have to adjust on the fly. You always got to stay at or ahead of the curve as far as the expansion and stuff like that. And Big Ten, uh, you know, did what they had to do. But I think the bigger news is the, you know, just a week ago, Austin, it was kind of like the story came out during Michigan's bye week. And, and then you had a lot of people saying everybody does it. Well, I highly doubt if everybody is doing some sort of fa- or some fashion of, I guess, sign stealing, they're not doing it to the magnitude of Michigan's doing it. And Michigan has brought other universities into it, so it's like mm-hmm. a, like somebody, you know, has taken it and went went too far, and then also, oh, let me really bring my mess to your school. And if you ever want to see a coach that has a tight sphincter muscle, is Jim McElwain. Oh my be- gosh! Be- yeah. yeah, because you got to think with Jim, and this is where people you have to look into history. He was a Alabama assistant, took the Colorado State job, did well up there, got the Florida job, had some off the field. I wouldn't even say issues, just weirdness. Didn't fit the culture. Didn't fit whatever. the culture, the whole barbecue selling. You know, it was yeah. just weird. Yeah. And won decently, but they was just like, yeah, we can't deal with that. So mm-hmm. the so he got, you know, jettisoned from there. Um, I think he might have went back to Alabama for one year, but then he was on Harbaugh's staff. Mm-hmm. And obviously with the with the years that Harbaugh's had, you know, pretty much every year besides the COVID year, he was at Central Michigan. You're in Michigan. You're in their system. You're in Central Michigan. It's easy to stay there, especially if school, you know, school for his kids or whatever. And then next thing you know, the sign stealer. It, it, what, what did he call him? The sign, the, the sign stealer? Yeah. Yeah, the sign yeah. stealer is on your sideline with like Bluetooth sunglasses in the darkest of nights when you're playing Michigan state. And the guy is literally still won't move. (laughs) And then did you see the, the, the uh, slow motion video where somebody walked in front of him and he went out to make sure he got it. Yeah, It is very sophisticated. It is very detailed. It is very thought out. I am willing to bet. And I highly doubt he was only making $55,000, which he said, I think he was getting cash in hand. 55 mm-hmm. on the books, more than 55 after it because the expense account of what you've been doing is that money. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of things that uh, is still going to come out of it because mm-hmm. just a week ago, you never thought another university was involved or another coach or assistant right. coach. Mm-hmm. And now you have, and mostly, most of the time coaches either go to bat for co- other coaches when they are doing some stuff kind of wrong or they fight amongst themselves, like mm-hmm. kind of uh, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. Right. Then they hash it out because they're buddies and they know it's better for the SEC and the brands. But when you have a conference call, which Jim Harbaugh was on, every coach was on it. And then when that came up, 
Jim Harbaugh, you know, rec- was it recused himself? Yeah. From the call, which he had to. Mm-hmm. And the majority of coaches like, you need to do something now. You want to know why? Because there's lives affected from it. Careers. Livelihood. Careers. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you want to coaches go. Coaches and players. Right, right. Career, coaches and players. Ryan Day's on a hot seat at Ohio State, and he's only lost like six games. Mm-hmm. Well, two of them have been by Michigan. Other ones have been in the college football playoffs and they say the odd upset. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know, any other school, you're getting another contract. So you got to think from athletic directors that's affected, affected him, obviously down to coaches, to players. Um, and it's a definitely comp- competitive advantage. And to the extent that they've went and the money, the resources, the planning, premeditation, it is way more um, – serious of a problem it is a now it's became a ncaa because you have to not make an example of michigan you got to hold them accountable you have to do something because if you don't then you've already set the precedence right right it's easier to Mm -hmm. kind of taper off than to taper up and you have jim harbaugh who already was on a three-game suspension so then now you have to say okay well obviously you didn't know about that or you didn't even tell us about that which you didn't have to but now we have a pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. right and the Three-game suspension was self-imposed. Right. So now we know you can't even regulate your program. There's a lot of things going to it. It is serious. If you if you, if anybody's trying to dumb it down, they're lying to you or have an arterial motive. Um, it'll be interesting um, what Tony Petit does. He ain't even been here a year. No. He, it'll be the a first year. A handful of months, right? July. Right. He's just trying to kick it. Mm-hmm. Learn everybody's name and all that. Bro, you got some you you got some stuff on your hands. Just like Kevin Warren did with COVID, right? And Tony right. Petiti has at least done some college football stuff before, yeah. but he was a baseball guy. Yeah. Kevin Warren was a football guy, but NFL. Yeah. I'm sure you can talk to more just how different those worlds are between college and the NFL. So the fact that the Big Ten has had two commissioners consecutively that have at least early legacy definition ramifications, yeah, yeah. that speaks a lot to where the Big Ten is. Maybe right. it's not as healthy as they want us to believe. Yeah, I think it's healthy. I mean, COVID, you can't... It affected everybody. Sure. But I think that... But the Kevin communication? K- There's the never communi- a reason that should break down. Yeah, that was that's the one thing Kevin Warren probably would say that he wished he handled better. Mm-hmm. The communication, how he communicated, and when he communicated, and, have, and, and then also have a contingency plan if they had to go back and play. It was kind of mm-hmm. all just thrown together. Okay, that's fine. Who would ever thought that this would come up? It's like a, it was like a, you know, a, a, a opponent out there that you couldn't even see. Right. You know, mm-hmm. now this is, this is somebody willingly doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. This is why it's a, it's a bigger problem because now it becomes a competitive advantage. You, you're setting a precedence for every other conference. You are thought of as right below the SEC. And it, and the reason why I take the national championship out of it, your TV deal, your brand power, the type of teams that you are able to bring in football wise, lets you know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, people call you, you don't call them, right? right. Versus like the Big Twelve, they were doing making some, calls and back and forth. So, and the coaches, I guess, from all practical purposes, want something done now. And you got, I mean, let's even think, you know, you know, the Matt rules here for the right. He's here, right? Mm-hmm. So, but when you think about the Michigan game two years ago or three years ago when, when Scott was the head coach, you have to wonder about that. That was a dominant performance by Nebraska, but they always seem to have an answer, mm-hmm. right? They always seem to have right. an answer. Mm-hmm. And 
When it came to money time, they ended up stopping. You got to think of the games that they've barely pulled out. You got to think to even to the fact that somehow, some way, TCU found out about this and they got obliterated by a TCU. Mm-hmm. They were TCU was running up and down the field on them. Makes it even more impressive what Sunny Dykes did right. to install dummy signals and all that. Yeah, and and just think of how much time and resource you had to take away from it. Mm-hmm. Just think about just think about the lack. It had to be desperation. I've lost it for him. I just took a pay cut, huge pay cut, take it or leave it contract. I've been getting obliterated by Ohio State. I am desperate. My legacy, my ego, my players. And you, you go to desperate, you, you amp it up. Why would Jim Harbaugh need to be desperate? Like, hasn't he done enough with what he did at Stanford, you building so. the Niners the way he did? I mean, going back, even just being hired at Michigan, right? They right. could have gone a lot of different directions, but they still chose to go back to you. Maybe he just hates Ohio State that bad he felt he had to. Maybe he felt more pressure than he's letting on. But for a guy that successful to, yeah. to get that desperate, he could have taken an NFL job, right? Yeah, if he gets fired, times. let go. The Dolphins, the yeah. Chicago, the Vikings, and who knows the other jobs that called him and you know had initial conversations. It, it's it's it's. I mean, I'm just a, I'm. I don't know him. Mm-hmm. I don't I know I don't have any like you know you know insider information. I'm just looking like you had to be desperate. To have this guy on your staff, knowing it's wrong, mm-hmm. knowing it's against the rules, let alone be so bold and so desperate that you were there against Ohio State, and he has the signal sheet, and essentially when they show that video, when they Ohio State signals, and and, and here's also where it's a problem: the the players knew all what the what to do, mm-hmm. so the players knew when what the signals right. were, the coaches knew, so now. Everybody has to go. Well, there was that video that came out on Twitter today of him on the sidelines. He's seeing their signals. He says, run right, run right, right. run right. Michigan drops both safeties into the box. Right. And they stop it for like right. no game. And if you're... You it, don't do that if you yeah. don't know what's coming. And I like Dion and all those other you talk about, you still got to stop it. Listen, and here's why. Here's the difference between college and pros. The pros, a lot of the routes are ran, their adjustments on the run, right? So the mm-hmm. Patriots are real sophisticated but you'll run routes based on the coverage. So you really can't get a true pin on it. That's why Peyton Manning was so good. He was he was dialed into everybody's, you know, defense and that's why the he always was able to produce, right? Mm-hmm. That's why he was essentially like a cheat code. Right. Right? Here's where college is different. It's less preparation time per NCAA rules. The the offense and, and the way that they call the game and the way that they run offenses in particular and with the spread offenses, the RPOs it's not very sophisticated. No. So to lessen the talent gap, you know their plays. You're playing at a level, as long as you're going with what is being told to you, you're three steps ahead. You're, you know, mm-hmm. if I know in this formation, in this down, in this signal, they're running inside zone, there's no, it would be, it would be dumb of me not to do it. Even if I made a mistake, say you had an adjustment, mm-hmm. so what? I was where I thought I was supposed to be. Right. But I know all the rest of your stuff. Mm -hmm. So it is an advantage. And it is something that would make you play better. Because I, I, it's like, it's like, here's an example. One of my friends played basketball, asked him, right? Devin George. He played, and he played for the Lakers and all that. He said, Jay, just imagine going up against, in college, a scout team with walk-ons. They can't get power five. They're walking on. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not in they're 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 sometimes not even on the bench. They're just practice guys. Mm-hmm. If they knew what we were doing, they could stop us. 
That's coming from a basketball player. Well, well, not probably. You know, granted, not all game. That would obviously you would take over. But it key possessions, right? You key know. possessions. Yeah. It would the game would be a lot closer. Mm-hmm. The practices would be a lot harder. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was. It, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, how can you really? I guess with the Big Ten, I would. I would. I would ask. How can you really? I guess allow Michigan. You don't know what they've done, so how? So how can you really put them out there as a representation of your win? If, if, say they win the Big Ten, right? I mean, am I wrong? No, I get what you're saying, and that's where I worry that Tony Petiti's going to do nothing and kick the can down the road to say, "Well, we didn't know everything they were doing. Yeah. We didn't know the exact scope or breadth of it. We wanted to wait till we had all the information to make a decision." Well, that does is it lets Michigan continue like normal, like business as usual. Good for them. It brings in the money. I'm sure the presidents and chancellors and whatever like the bottom line. Right. But you know what you know now. That's what I would ask. Is there's it, is it there's now enough not enough? proof now right. to do something. Maybe you don't do everything now, but there's got to be a preliminary right. penalty at the very least. And to me, here, here's what I threw out with Strick. Let Michigan play the rest of their season, whatever, but they're just not eligible for the conference championship game. Yeah. The, I, the, I mean, the reason I say that is because the, the college football playoff not being under the NCAA, since it's its own thing. Right. If the NCAA wants to do its own investigation down the road, keep yeah. it going, whatever. In 2033. But the college football, <laughs> right. The, the committee looks at conference champions as yeah. one of their criteria. If Michigan's undefeated, but they don't have that conference champion, you know, badge. Their schedule doesn't strike me as good enough to get into the right. playoff. Right. Even if true. Ohio State loses to them but wins the Big Ten Conference, right. to me, that gives them a leg up over Michigan. So you can say, as the Big Ten, we took away the biggest honor we could give them. Right. was playing in and winning our conference right. championship. We don't have, we don't feel like we have the authority or we want to get more information before we do anything else. So college football playoff committee, balls in your court, do with them what you right. will. I think also I would think like from a leadership standpoint, which he's you know freshly on the job, mm-hmm. but you've seen how Northwestern took that approach, right? We're we're gonna we, we, then they, then they know well. Then also look at Northwestern. Just fo- forget Michigan State, right? Mm-hmm. Just look at Northwestern. Actually, Michigan State just I think they went too far too quick, right? But they made their decision. You can always kind of dummy it down, right? right? But look at Northwestern. They suspended them for two weeks. Had all the facts, right? The public outlash. They said, well, now we need to think about it. Then they said, well, did anything new happen? No. You know what? If you, if, what else do you need to know to make something happen, to make it something right now? What else are you waiting for? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like if somebody that's on trial, you know, like for murder. Like, I guess you would say, like, okay, you want to see if he murdered 20 people, but you know he murdered five. You have so, the weapon right there. Right. Well, you, 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 you have evidence for five. Mm-hmm. Probable cause or whatever it is. Yeah. Nine, like, foolproof. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're gonna say, oh well, we got to see, you know, if he got ten more, then then we'll, well, he could be off in Peru or somewhere, you know, with a whole different <laughs> right. identity. And then also, what are you gonna do? Just let them come and say they won a national championship, and then go back and take it away from them? That does we, no you, one any you, good. You've already seen how it works. You you kind of knew or kind of knew of some extra benefits to like Reggie Bush and all them, mm-hmm. but then now you let them win the Heisman because it was good TV, good for money. But then now you have egg on your face where you took the Heisman away from them. You really probably shouldn't. Now you have NIL and all this other stuff. So now you're really punching yourself in the face. 
it, it, it's a big decision. Even Louisville and uh, men's basketball isn't right. like a true parallel. Like that right. was just extra benefits and you know hookers and yeah, whatever right. else. But that on, wasn't on recruiting trips. They weren't right. even players. No. Yeah. But that wasn't sign stealing. Like right. we all know Louisville won that national championship, and that was one of the best coaches in the sport of all time. Right. With Rick Pitino. Harbaugh's good. He's not Pitino level. Right. Yeah. I would, let me ask you this before we go to break. Is it worse to steal signs slash cheat to mm-hmm. win? Or at the time of Louisville and all the teams in them that really got away with it, Arizona, Kansas, Creighton, and all them other ones, mm-hmm. providing more money? What, what, what do you view as worse? So getting enticing, I guess would be the word the NCAA would use, better players to come to campus is significant and meaningful. Right. But knowing the place the other team is running to what Devin was saying, even if even a scout team could stop it easier, yeah. to me it has to be the, the science dealer. Right. That. that is a distinct competitive advantage. And yes, having better players is also a competitive advantage. But there's a reason why they play the game. Right. You're playing on a slanted field. You're playing with a stacked deck yeah. when you steal sign. You, you, like you've said too against you know Nebraska-Michigan. They're still college dudes. They're still men. Right. They have a weakness. You can still do something about it, even if they're, you know, rated higher on a recruiting service. Sure. But if they know what you're running, it's like they have a sixth sense. You, you yeah. can't combat that. You're playing against 12, 14 players instead of 11. I, yeah. I think they're both, obviously, I think most people knew and thought that, that the players should be compensated in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Right? They didn't know how. They heard about NIL, then it kind of went away, the Ed O'Banner thing. But I don't think anybody would say, okay, we need to allow you to cheat so much that you have an advantage to do something you've never been able to do. Mm-hmm. To the magnitude, you beat the brakes off Ohio State. Control you, the game starts control, to finish. You look like, right. That's a little bit different because mm-hmm. you everybody was doing it. Not everybody's doing it to the magnitude of Michigan is. Right. So as far as like extra benefits and, mm-hmm. hey, I'll slide you a hundred bucks if you come here. So, it's interesting to see what happens. We'll see what happens that, you know, each week, I think, as it goes on and more stuff comes out and more people get mad and jobs start to get lost, players start to get, you know, lose and stuff like that. You're going to hear some stuff. So uh, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, drop it off to uh, Strick and uh, Cluster for WTF. Jay Foreman, Austin, Old School. We'll be right back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 